The preceding message is brought to you by Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. Stay tuned after this message for more information about Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. My year of release, my year of Goshen experience or experiences, my year of all-round victories, and it's my year of overwhelming breakthroughs. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Somebody say, I'm excited about what God is said to do. My life is not going to remain the same. I'm moving forward. Hallelujah. So from Christmas Sunday, I started talking to you about um, really what I feel God put on my heart to share with you as we wrapped up 2021 and stepped into 2022. And um, we established the fact that we have a Savior in Christ. That's the Christmas message. Whatever it is that we are facing in life, we are going through in life, or we will ever face in life, God has given us a Savior in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. In Christ Jesus. I use this analogy a lot. It doesn't matter how much darkness... Um, is going on around you it's using electricity as an example. If Nepa takes light for 30, um, for a whole year, for three months, it doesn't matter if you have an alternate source of power. If you have a generator, if you have an inverter, an alternate source of energy, or you even have a grid that is totally off Nepa, the darkness going on all around is irrelevant. And you've got to learn to see that about the kind of relationship you have in Christ. The problems that may be around us. And we are not denying the existence of the problems. We are not even denying that there are tough challenges in our nation, even in our world today. The good news. Somebody say, I have good news. I love the way the angel told those shepherds. Glad tidings. It's good news. If you focus on all the difficulties, you will feel sad and you will feel down. But there is good news. There is a savior. Someone that can help you, deliver you, provide for you, heal you, lift you. Hallelujah. And if you look at these themes that God is giving us, they are all descriptions of our salvation package in Christ. The redemption that Christ has brought for us. Recovery. So it doesn't matter if I face losses or if I've experienced losses. Praise God. My Savior will ensure my recovery. Hallelujah. And really where I was going to in establishing that is how believers, Christians can enjoy more and more of this salvation. That's what we need to teach Christians. That's what we need to establish every believer in. It's not enough to have a car. If you don't know how to drive the car or you don't have a driver that can drive you around in the car. It's not enough to have a savior if you don't know how to enjoy and experience the salvation that he provides for you. Praise God. And we've gone through, on, on this message, I've gone through um, a number of things. The first thing I said you need to do, you have to have an assurance of your salvation. That's the first secret. If you are going to enjoy what he has, you have to be assured of the salvation 
that Christ has brought for you. You have to believe it. We read from John chapter 1. The Bible said he came to his own, talking about the Jewish people. He came to save them. He came to heal them. On, on Jesus' earthly ministry, he was manifesting and displaying things he was going to do on a grand global scale spiritually. So he was physically healing the sick, providing for the needy and all those things. But that was just the earthly ministry. By going to the cross, he now went global and made it available for all men, for all ages, for all time. But when he came to the Jewish people in those days, a good number of them, and they could have enjoyed the salvation he had. We said they did not receive him. But the Bible told us for those that received him, those that believed, that's what receiving him meant. He made them to be sons of God. What he was saying there is that they were able to appreciate, they were able to appreciate, experience, and enjoy what he provided. Remember that story where the Bible said he came to his own hometown, but he could do not mighty works there. The capacity to do mighty works was there, but because they despised him and did not receive him, the Bible said he could not do anything. Save just, save just heal a few sick folks. He was just doing minor, minor things for them. And very interesting lesson in that place. The Bible said when Jesus saw that that was the situation in his hometown, every other place he went, when he told them, I am the Christ, the Bible told us what he was doing. He opened um, Isaiah chapter 60 to them. The spirit of the Lord God is upon me. He has sent me to do so many things. And every time he preached that message in all the other parts of the nation that he went, and people believed it and received it. Ah, this is the Christ. This is my Savior. The Bible told us about the story of the woman with the issue of blood. The Bible says she had heard about Jesus, and she said to herself, if only I can touch the hem of his garment, I shall be made whole. I have had this problem for 12 years. I'm bleeding and hemorrhaging blood. All my money is gone. The doctors have given up. They have no solution. But there's a savior that is around. If I can touch him, I will be healed. Hallelujah. And that's why no matter what you are going through, you may have been sick for 12 years or even longer. You may have lost all your money, lost all your hope in the natural Doctors have given up on her. You need to keep holding on to an assurance, having an assurance of your salvation. That's the first principle you must have and understand. The, 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 the darker it gets or the more difficult it is, what I'm facing, I believe Christ has saved me from this issue. You, you find the promise he has in his word that addresses that need. If it's sickness, promises that tell you that Christ has healed you, saved you from all kinds of sickness, you hold on to them. If I can touch the hem of his garment, I will be made whole, she said. That's holding on to God's word. While the blood was still flowing. Praise God. While the 12 years count of the sickness was still going on. It wasn't after she got it, she started saying that I will be made whole. No. She had an assurance. I will be made whole. I will be made whole. 
so vital. So vital. Hallelujah. Somebody say, I have an assurance of my salvation. Jesus has it available for me. Jesus makes it available for me. See, one, one of the things God told us here is all-round victories. That's salvation in every area of my life. Praise God. I'm assured that I have victory in every area of my life. And even if I'm walking through the darkest night and the toughest of my life, at least I believe. Praise God. That's the best way to handle any negative situation. Believing that Christ has saved you and redeemed you out of that problem. is the least you should do. And that's where experiencing and enjoying what Christ has brought for you begins. Praise God. The second thing we've said is that it's not enough to be assured that Christ has, has saved you. You've got to do your own part. Please, projection, help me with the points. Do your own part. We looked at Apostle Paul's story. Talking about the apostolic ministry God gave him. I love the phrase I shared with us, what he said there. I fill up in my flesh what is lacking in the work of Christ. We talk about the work of Christ is finished. And it is right. The work of Christ is finished. It's not like Paul did something that made the salvation available. That's not what he was talking about. No man can do that. However, somebody shout however. To enjoy that finished work, there are certain things you and I have to do now. There are certain things you are going to have to do in 2022. He used words like sacrifices that he had to make. Sufferings he had to go through. And this is where sometimes even people that believe that they are healed, people that believe that they are blessed, this is where they sometimes drop the ball. So I want you to understand, even as we start this year, there are certain things you are going to have to do. Certain sacrifices you are going to have to make. We just talked about the fact that we want to fast every Friday. You are going to have to go without food and other things for a while. See God's face, times of prayer, times of service. Sometimes go through challenges. Still believing what God has said. Holding your head up high because you believe God's word. You fill up in your flesh. Flesh there, not just your physical body. Your natural experience. And we, we saw that so well displayed in Apostle Paul's life and ministry. All the sufferings he went through. The persecution he went through. He told God, look, take away this demon. God said, no, it's not about me taking away the demon. That, that particular experience and episode is so vital in our understanding of how Christianity works and experiencing what God has for us works. So my grace is sufficient for you. Can somebody shout this morning, God's grace is sufficient for me. In 2022, what I need is the grace of God, the favor of God, the unmerited favor of God. It's sufficient. My strength is perfected in your weakness. I was born and said, I now begin to rejoice when I'm being persecuted, when I'm afflicted, when I'm going through trials. Because I know that when I rejoice like that, and when problems come, that's when the power of Christ rests upon me. Praise God. 
said, I am what I am by the grace of God. I didn't even qualify to be an apostle. I used to persecute the church. I used to attack and kill Christians. However, when the grace of God came, and when God showed me that grace, he now said, I labored more abundantly than all of them. See, this is what we are saying. He had to do his own part. He had to do his own part. The revelations I'm sharing just didn't come because God wanted me to share the revelation. The mysteries in Christ that I'm sharing just didn't come because God wanted me to share the mysteries. Even if it came just because God wanted me to share it, for me to get to the point where I could deliver it to the people that God wanted me to deliver it to, I had to go through a lot of things. Hallelujah. Are you hearing me this morning? Today is 2nd of January. Another year has started. And before we know it, if Jesus starts, we'll be at another year end again. Understanding these things will help you navigate your year. Day after day, week after week, season after season, effectively. So that you can enjoy what Christ has provided for you. Don't be overwhelmed or shocked when things are not happening the way you want it to happen. Find out what God will have you do. God told Paul when they called him into the ministry. Tell him that he's going to suffer a lot of things for me. You don't want to hear those kind of things. <laughs> Praise God. But you need to understand that sometimes these things happen. So for anyone that is suffering any kind of difficulty, now Apostle Paul was talking about ministry, but it applies in areas of life. Maybe you are being afflicted in your health. Maybe it's as if it's difficult financially. Don't let that phase you. Don't let that stop you from believing that you have victory in that area, that Christ has saved you from it. And don't let that rob you of your assurance of salvation. What you need to focus on is what are the things I need to do? Even while I'm going through this difficulty, what are the things I need to focus on? Hallelujah. Number three, and this is where I want to start going into now, deeper. The other ones I'm just summarizing because I think we've taken time to open scriptures about that one. All right, pastor, you are saying what I need to do. How do I know exactly what I need to do? This is where the thought powerful key comes in, revelation. You've got to value the place of revelation. God revealing things to you. Speaking to you, showing you things. That's how you are really going to know exactly what you have to do. You've got to value the place of God telling you things, revealing things. God, God, not just man. Thank God for the things we teach in church as pastors and ministers. And that's one way revelation comes to us. But it's not limited to that. Sometimes the greatest revelations that will come to you, they will not come to you when your pastor is preaching to you. It's important to listen when the pastor is preaching so you understand the things the pastor is teaching you and you can apply it to your life. And many times it's in applying the things we teach in church that you open up yourself to receive the revelation you need for your personal breakthroughs in life. 
Hallelujah. There's something you see in scriptures. God is a God of patterns. And there's a way God does things. Go with me to Genesis chapter 12. Let me just quickly share a few things with us. We see this in the life of the patriarchs. And I'm talking to you specifically about revelation this morning. And it's so vital for every believer, young to old, everyone that is a part of the church of Jesus Christ, to understand that God has to reveal things to me in the path of me enjoying the salvation that God has provided for me. So we read the epistles of Apostle Paul. We're talking about it at the crossover service. I mentioned this briefly. How we always, the moment he hears, you see this a lot, Ephesians, um, Colossians, um, Philippians epistles, particularly. He would write to them, the moment I hear that you are believers in Christ and you trust God, I'm praying for you that God will give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation. There's a reason why he knew that, why he wrote that, and why he said that. And this is the reason, or one of the main reasons, without the revelation coming to you from the Lord, from his word, from his spirit, you are reading a book, you hear something, it just rings in your spirit. The victory you have, I gave the example of what, um, how I used to have problems in my health concerning student blood. And one day, I think I just had a health expert talk about the fact that eating sugar and all that. There are many things experts have told me that I don't do. Don't move too much. They won't I'm talking about you. <laughs> I thought about they say we should be exercising every day. I'm believing God for grace in that area. But this one just entered my spirit. The grace to do it came. I look at other people that sometimes when I see people eating sugar, I'm like, I'm amazed. But I realize that sometimes that's how revelation comes. When God speaks to you, please, I want you to catch this, and that's what I want to show you what I want to show you in the book of Genesis. When God speaks to you, and when God reveals things for you, for your own victory in different areas of your life, to enjoy the salvation he has brought for you, you will know. The only question is whether you will respond. Grace will be on that word. Your eyes will open. Hallelujah. Energy to do it will come. That's why sometimes we struggle to do certain things. And sometimes it's as if you find it very easy to do other things. One of them is carrying the grace of God on it. And you are seeing, you are seeing, you are seeing. This is God telling me something. You may not, at that time, I, didn't, I won't say I interpreted it as God telling me. I, I don't think so. But I can look back over the years and I say, wow, that was the key. That was the turning point. Where I got victory in that particular area. Genesis 12 from verse 1. I want us to read a few verses here. Now the Lord had said to Abram, Get out of your country, from your family, and from your father's house, to the land that I will show you. I will make you a great nation. I will bless you, make your name great, and you shall be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you. I will curse those who curse you. And in you all the families of the earth shall be blessed. And verse 4, this is really my emphasis. So Abraham departed as the Lord had spoken to him. 
Abraham departed. When that word came to Abraham, by the help of God or by the grace of God, he knew this was God speaking to me. We don't have any record of how spiritual Abraham was before this time. But a time and a season came in his life. A word of God came to him. And the question is, or the truth we need to understand is, that that, that word came to Abraham was God revealing the plan God had to Abraham for him. If you read the previous chapter, the very place Abraham went, God told him, I'm not going to tell you where I'm going to take you. Just, I'm, I'm taking you somewhere. But where he eventually ended up was, if you read chapter 11, the Bible told us Abraham's father was already traveling to that same place. But he stopped at all of the Chaldeans in the middle of his journey. And I love what some Bible study um, people write and historians say about this story. Could it be, because the phrase here is that the Lord had said to Abraham. So this wasn't something that God just told him once. This wasn't the first time Abraham had that word. Could it be that God had actually told Abraham's father to also travel to that same place? And in the course of going there, he never made it ultimately. He got distracted at all, the child so he thought it was, he got too tired and he stopped. Could it be? But a word came to Abraham, a word from God, and this was where Abraham's life began to change when he responded to that word. You read on another part, and if you read the whole story of Abraham, time after time, God will appear to him and reveal things to him. Reveal things to him. Romans chapter 4 was telling us when God spoke to him that your children will be as the stars of the sky. Somebody say revelation. And they will be as the sand of the seashore. The Bible said Abraham believed it. And God accounted it, accounted it to him as faith. I mean as righteousness. Sorry. He believed. And it was all these words that God spoke to Abraham. And God revealed to Abraham that made all the difference at the end of the day. I want to ask you something this morning. What is God saying to you at this time? And more importantly, are you positioning yourself to hear what God is speaking to your heart for this season? And don't make it look or sound as if I'm not a pastor, I'm not a prophet. That's not what we are dealing with there. Abraham was never a pastor. Abraham was never a prophet. If anything, if we are going to put Abraham in any line of industry, he was a businessman. Am I talking to somebody this morning? But this capacity to hear God was what made the difference in his life. It will make the difference in your own life. Hallelujah. Make all the difference. Genesis 26, I want to read it again. And I want you to see a pattern here. Genesis 26, the story of Isaac. Hallelujah. So God spoke to Isaac as well. Verse 1 tells us, there was a famine in the land besides the first famine. Please follow, follow me very carefully as we read these verses. I'm going to point out something to you here. That was in the days of Abraham. And Isaac went to Abimelech, the king of the Philistines in Jera. Because of the famine and because of all the trouble, he too wanted to relocate and move. This really applies a lot to kind of things that many of us are facing in this time. Because of all the shaking that is going on in the world in our nation, some people feel they need to move and relocate. That is okay. No harm in relocation. But if you are going to relocate, 
like Isaac here. Get a word from God. Hallelujah. Get a revelation from God. If you are not sure, stay where you are. And keep praying for revelation. Like Apostle Paul prayed for the churches. You take those Pauline prayers. This, this is how you prepare yourself to get revelation. Before you, someone starts saying, oh, Pastor, I don't get revelation. Well, that means you need to spend some more time praying Pauline prayers. The prayers he paid for the Ephesian church, the Philippian church, the Colossians church. Lord, enlighten the eyes of my understanding. Open my ears to hear. Let me hear a word in season for this new year. I'm not sure about the next step to take in my career. There's this problem in my marriage. I don't know how to fix it. I'm having this health condition. I've prayed and prayed. I've done what I need to do. Speak a word. And you pray. Paul said about the demon that was afflicting him in his life and his ministry. He prayed the first time. He prayed the second time. He prayed the third time. See, that's someone that understands the place of revelation. I've tried all I know to do as a man of God to deal with this demon, this messenger of Satan. I don't have a solution. And in the place of praying, the word of God came to him. You don't need to deal with the demon. Just take hold of my grace. And Paul took hold of that revelation and he overcame in that situation. As we start 2022, you need God to reveal things to you. The areas you want to see victory, you want to have a million breakthroughs, learn to stay until the word of the Lord comes to you personally. Exactly what you need to do. The next step you need to take, how to approach it. That's how you are going to know the part you are supposed to play. Verse 2, then the Lord appeared to him. Now, this is one of the things I want to point out here. Abraham, the Bible told us God had said, the way God reveals things to us from person to person, God has a myriad of ways that he speaks to us. What they told us about Abraham was that the Lord had said to him, so, apparently Abraham had been hearing that voice of God coming to him. Leave your father's house. Go to a place I will tell you. This one, they told us God appeared. Apparently he saw a vision. God appeared to him. Don't go to Egypt. So, he was at Jera on his way to Egypt. Like maybe some Nigerians that are trying to get to Europe are Tunisia now. <laughs> Praise God. Don't go there. Stay, stay in this place. Stay in this place. Hallelujah. I will bless you. Let's read it again. Hallelujah. Don't go down to Egypt. Live in the land which I will tell you. Stay here. Dwell in this land, and I will be with you and bless you for you and your descendants. I give this land, and I will perform the oath which I swore to Abraham, your father. I will make your descendants multiply as stars in heaven. I will give, you to, I will give to your descendants all these lands, and in your seed all the nations of the earth shall be blessed. Because Abraham obeyed my voice and kept my charge. My commandments, my statutes. Verse 6. 
My emphasis here. You will see the same way Abraham responded was the way he responded. So Isaac dwelt in Gerah. God appeared to him. God revealed to him what he needed to do. He laid hold on the revelation. Can I hear somebody shout revelation again this morning? You need to get to that place. Please hear me and hear me well. I'm being deliberately repetitive. I usually teach like that. But it's so important that you've got to realize that this is how you enjoy the salvation we have in Christ. Things must be revealed to us. We come short and fall short many times because many of us are operating on assumption, not revelation. And one easy way that people assume is they look at how God has dealt with somebody else that got results. It may even be their father. Oh, Abraham traveled to a foreign country. And we can see the results. That means me too, I'm supposed to travel. No. Even though you're Abraham's child. Hallelujah. Interestingly, the direction that came to them was opposite, polar opposites. But what was common between Abraham and Isaac is that both of them got a word from the Lord. And more importantly, they responded according to that word that they got. Hallelujah. Lift your right hand with me. Say, Heavenly Father, open my eyes to see. See, that's what happened to Isaac. He saw the Lord appear to him. Say, open my ears to hear. That's what happened to Abraham. He heard the Lord had said to him, and open my heart to respond to what I'm seeing and what I'm hearing. Your eyes will be opened in 2022. Your ears will be opened in 2022. Your heart will align to God's plan and direction for you in 2022. Praise God. Let's quickly look at Jacob's story. I want to read something from there as well. Genesis 28. Hallelujah. Genesis 28. Let's start from verse 10 because of time. Now, Jacob went out from Beersheba. I love this particular Jacob's experience here. Please, hey, let, just a little background. I'm sure we are familiar with it. You know Jacob's story was a cunning man. And he actually tricked his brother to get the blessing. He lied, he deceived, and everything. Now, that's not the Bible teaching you to be a deceptive, lying, cunning person. Ah, Jacob did 419 for his brother. I mean, so I'm going to do 419 for my brother in church. That's not what we are teaching. <laughs> no. And you know there are brethren that do 419 for their brethren in church. Don't move too much. They won't know I'm talking about you. That's not the lesson. However, the lesson is that even if you're a lying, cunning, deceptive person, God can still use you. And God can still forgive you. So that's why we talk about the reckless love of God. God has not left you out. Ah, this one, you, are, you, you, you stole money from one of your brothers in 2021. So this year of recovery that you, you, you have nothing to recover is what you stole that should be recovering from you anyway. Now, no, that, that's not how God thinks. Please hear me, hear me very well. Oh. If I had more time, this is another area I think we need to drum a lot in church. Some people just feel they're excluded from what we are talking about. 
I have done something wrong. Who oh, have told a lie. Who oh, have deceived. No, you are not. The reckless love of God, the mercy of God, the favor of God covers you as well. Can I hear a loud amen? amen? Not to encourage you to keep lying and stealing and cheating. No. It's just a demonstration of God's mercy. When the Savior came, hallelujah, he came for one and for all. He didn't say, I am only going to save the people that are living right. I'm only going to help people that have not made mistakes. That wasn't his approach. Hallelujah. So even someone like this, and you will see from Jacob's story, when God actually now brought that revelation, it stunned Jacob. Because, because of all the way he had been living and doing, he wasn't sure whether God was going to really be with him on that journey. Praise God. So he came to, from Bathsheba and to Aaron, verse 10. Let's, let's run through. Please watch this. There's, there's a lot of things you can pull out from, from these verses. So he came to a certain place and stayed there all night because the sun had set. And he took one of the stones of that place and put it at his head. And he laid down in that place to sleep. How did Jacob's revelation came? Abraham, God, Abraham was hearing God's voice. Isaac, God appeared to him. What happened in Jacob's case? He did not hear. He didn't see. He dreamed. And what was the content of his dream? A ladder was set up on earth, and its top reached to heaven. And there the angels of God were ascending and descending on it. Verse 13, and behold, the Lord stood above it and said, all this was in a dream. He slept and he was dreaming. I am the Lord God of your father, of God of Abraham, your father, and God of Isaac. The land on which, <coughs> the land on which you lie, I will give to you and your descendants. Also, your descendants shall be as the dust of the earth. You shall you, you, you shall spread abroad to the west and to the east, to the north and to the south. And in you and in your seed, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. The same promise, the same covenant, the same blessing that God spoke to his fathers, God repeated it to him. Please, this is so very important. I want you to catch this. It's the same prophecy God is giving all of us. The same prophecy, it's your year of recovery. It's your year of release. Notice that God is not giving them different promises or different blessings or different prophecies. No. And in all the prophecies, God already told Abraham, it's for you and your children. God still had to come and appear to Isaac, it's for you and your children. God still had to appear to Isaac, it's for you and the same thing. Isaac didn't say, well, God has told it to my father. And God told me, it's inside my father. I'm already connected to the promises made to my father, so I don't need to do anything. No, he had to get his own revelation. Same promise. Same prophecy. Same word. Same declaration. But each individual that stood out, they got a personal revelation. And it came to them in different ways. Now, in this part of the world, we need to talk about dreams and things that come to you in your dream. <laughs> Let's just put a little balance there. 
Again, the moral of the story is that anything I dream about, it means God is speaking to me. Ah, so I dreamed, and there was one witch from my village chasing me, and they cornered me in one corner, and then other witches came out, and they were about to stab me, and then I woke up. Pastor, what does it mean? Ignore. <laughs> Ignore. Ah, is God trying to tell me that I'm going to die in 2022? Ignore. Any dream or any appearance. Ah, something appeared to me. I saw a vision. Or anything I'm hearing that is contrary to scriptures. That's not God. Hello, somebody. But God can talk to you in a dream. You can sleep. And watch this. Particularly this, okay, God appeared in a dream. But the fact that Jacob dreamed and when he now got up, the Bible says he, he knew that, wow. Please catch this. He knew that God was speaking to him. He knew. He was, he was ah, this is God. And I love what he said here. Watch this. Um, because of time, verse 16. Please watch what he said here because this is so vital to what we are talking about. Then Jacob awoke from his sleep and said, surely the Lord is in this place. His assurance. Man, God is here. Let me, let me finish reading what he said. Please watch this. Surely the Lord, of, the Lord is in this place and I did not know it. And he was afraid and said, how awesome in this place. There's none other than the house of God and this is the gate of heaven. Verse 18, then Jacob arose early in the morning, took a stone um, that he had put his head, set it up as a pillar, poured oil on, on top of it, and he called the name of the place Bethel, but the name of the city had been lost previously. Then Jacob made a vow, saying, if the Lord will be with me and keep me on this way that I'm going, and give me bread to eat and clothing be put on my back, so that I come back to my father's house in peace then the Lord shall be my God. That revelation did something for Jacob. Wow, God is going to be with me on this journey. He's one of the byproducts of revelation, of waiting and ensuring that you hear from God. I'm going to make it. There may be challenges along the way. So as Jacob went, because of this dream, all the challenges he had in Laban's house, and you read the story, for 21 years or thereabouts, Laban kept cheating him, kept robbing him, kept deceiving him because of this encounter that he had. Regardless of all the difficulty, because he had a revelation and a word from God. He was able to overcome all those challenges for that long period of time. And when the season of his life came that it was now time for him to return, this is why he told God, if you will be with me on this journey, give me food to eat, give me clothes, then you will be my Lord. I will worship you, I will honor you, I will serve you. And all through those difficult periods of time, he just kept going on with God. And when God was not going to send him back, God referred him to this story. You should read further down in, this, in, the, in the story. I'm the one that appeared to you in laws. Now it's time to check out. And then God transferred all the wealth of Laban into his hands. And it's so interesting. The Laban that had been cheating for 21 years could not cheat him anymore. And he came into the fullness of the victory that he had. That he was able to believe and be assured of because of the revelation he got. Hallelujah. Glory, glory be to God. Are you with me this morning? 
So number one thing you need for this year to go on is an assurance of your salvation. You have a savior. Be assured. That revelation did that for Jacob. Number two thing you need, praise God, realize that there's a part you need to do. Do your own part. That's something you should always, particularly when difficulty shows up and things are not happening. Oh, Lord, what am I to do? What am I to do? And the way you are going to know what you are to do, number three, is to get a revelation. Or revelation after revelation. You read Abraham's story, God was talking to him from time to time, revealing things to him. He got one, he got another one. I've talked to you a bit about Abraham in church. One day God told him, go and sacrifice Isaac. Three days later, God told him, don't kill the boy. You can't say because God told me on, on Sunday, the word that is coming to you on Wednesday, you are going to ignore it, you will kill somebody. But it's vital everyone understands this, must understand the place of us hearing from God. Look, there is nothing you are going through. Hear me and hear me well. I don't care how difficult your boss is, how conniving your boss is, how labanish your master is. It doesn't matter how difficult the economy you are living in. The famine can be worse than the famine Abraham saw and the famine Isaac saw in Gerah. There's no, look, if you have a word from God, God has revealed something to you. And I'm encouraging that God can reveal to you. Pray until God opens your eyes. If you have a word from you will make it. Can I hear how they may? You will have victory. So third thing I need for the year to enjoy the salvation of Number four. Because when we say, oh, Pastor, I'm still struggling with revelation and all that. Well, yeah, there's a way to get that one. And I'm going to close with that one. And this is your fourth key. Draw closer to God. Draw closer to God. You need revelation, draw closer to God. Fellowship, time in church, time reading your Bible, time meditating, serving God. That fellowship and hearing from God will help you to get revelation. Let me walk it backwards from four to one now. Revelation will help you to know exactly what you need to do. Knowing exactly what you need to do will bring you into the fullness of the salvation that Christ has brought for you. Psalm 65 verse 4. Hallelujah. Can someone begin to pray right where you are seated this morning? Open your mouth and pray. Draw closer to God. Draw closer to God. You have a savior. Draw closer to him. Draw closer to him. I'm already hearing from God. You can hear more. You can hear clearer. 
until you are standing in the fullness of all the victory that God has for you. And every prophetic word that has been declared over you, keep drawing closer and closer, closer and closer. I can't hear somebody pray this morning. Just pray right where you are seated. Draw closer to God. Look at this verse as we close this morning. Psalm 65 and verse 4. And this is talking about you. This is talking about you. Blessed is the man you choose. Hallelujah. You know, in the gospel, John 15, John 16, Jesus told us, I have chosen you. Blessed is the man you choose and cause to approach you. That man that is close to God. By God's grace. And by God's help. By God's election. He is a blessed man. She is a blessed woman. Can I hear a loud amen? amen? And what is the result? This is where we are going. We shall be satisfied with the goodness of your house. If we are close to him, if we approach him, if we are close to him, what will happen? We shall be satisfied with the goodness of your house, of your holy temple. You shall be satisfied with the fulfillment of the prophecy that 2022 is your year of recovery, your year of release. You will be satisfied with the manifestations of that word if you are close to him. That's how these men we are talking about, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, that's how they were able to hear from God. It doesn't mean they were perfect. We've already established that. Jacob was not a perfect man. He was a conniving man, but he still had enough sensitivity. When we say get close to God, we are not asking you to be perfect, and you have to be like Pope John Paul or Mother Teresa. No, that's not what we are saying. Enough sensitivity that when the word of God comes and the word of God will come. Hallelujah. You can pick it up. Ah, this is God speaking to me. This is my key for my financial breakthrough. This is the key for the release I'm believing God for. That's what we are talking about here. And it's a product of grace. Blessed is the man that he chooses and causes to approach him. A door is opened for anyone and everyone to be in this kind of relationship where you can hear from God, hallelujah, for your next level. It's not a difficult thing. We are so blessed in the New Testament church. You don't need to go on top of any mountain. Nothing wrong with going on a mountain. You don't need any intermediary man of God. Nothing wrong with any man of God. The blessing that grants you access, hallelujah, to hear from God for your breakthrough is available to you. You just need to respond to it. And the result is you will be satisfied with the goodness of his house. Hallelujah. Look at verse 5. Verse 5. And we're going to pray this this morning as we wrap up. 
by awesome deeds in righteousness, God will answer us. Can I hear a loud amen? amen? The God of our salvation. One of the words that came to us this year is that it's going to be a year of overwhelming breakthroughs. Awesome deeds in righteousness. Get ready for what God is about to do in your life in 2020, 2022. I told you in the last Thanksgiving service, there are two categories of things we can take. There is everyday miracles. And even if that's all you have, it's okay. Be thankful, be grateful. But understand that the God that is giving you everyday miracles, everyday miracles, one day, hallelujah, he has a landing on the moon miracle in store for you. Awesome deeds in righteousness. It will come. But the key is for you to be close to God. So that when the word comes, when God says, stay in Gerard, don't go to Egypt. Your father went to Egypt. In fact, he got his breakthrough in Egypt. Don't go there. Close enough that when you dream, you can know the dream from God and the dream from Nollywood. And you, I mean, the reason why I read all those stories of Abraham and Job is the, the way they responded. So important when the word of God comes to you, the appropriate response. And drawing close to God is the key. Glory be to God. Rise on your feet with me this morning. Shandogo Sakaya la Brekedosa. Say with me in 2022. I want us to pray verse 5. Put up that Psalm 64, verse 5 for us. Awesome deeds in righteousness. The prophetic word says it will be a year of overwhelming breakthroughs. Can somebody lift their hands with me this morning? Say with me, Heavenly Father, I thank you for this new year. And I thank you. That you have awesome deeds in righteousness in store for me. In my career, in my family, concerning my health. Listen, as we begin to pray this prayer, somebody is going to receive a miraculous healing. The preceding message was brought to you by Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. We are located at Kingsword Auditorium, Etel Avenue, behind NNPC Filling Station. First Bank Bus Stop of Kudarat Abiola Way, Argun, Lagos. Email kmiafrica at kingsword.org. Telephone 234-810-00-00640.